welcome to Glitching the Code. Hi guys, welcome to Glitching the Code. I'm here with David Icke. Um, this is an incredible show for me. I've been waiting to do this for quite some time. So David, welcome to the show here on Iconic. Um, the audio versions will be on Spotify and iTunes. Today I wanted to chat to you about um, the bloodlines of the, the royals, the crown Nephilim, that really control this, and people are talking obviously about the, the presidents and prime ministers today. I really wanted to get to the heart of who really controls this system, and then possibly if we have time to sort of connect it with why they seem to sort of be obsessed with our DNA and get into wards, maybe even like cataloguing our DNA. Um, could you talk us through who 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 kind of like really the sort of control system of how this works from the top down to sort of maybe the governments? in a brief well governments are uh, uh, in the terms of the hierarchy uh, are at the bottom of the of the pyramid really uh, it, the real power centers are beyond government and beyond the world of the the scene both beyond the world of the scene within our reality in other words people in the shadows that you never see in the news that are really pulling the strings and and literally um beyond the scene in terms of outside of the narrow band of frequency we call visible light and the electromagnetic spectrum that um, uh, that that we call the world because this is an important thing to appreciate before um, it's possible to really grasp the nature of what's happening if um, I said to most people when you look through your eyes uh, do you see everything there is in the space you're looking at? Most people will say, yeah, well, of course, mate, yeah. But they're not. We're not. What we're looking at is a narrow band of frequency, which is the only band that our visual um, perceptions, our visual decoding processes can turn into what we perceive as a visual reality. So according to mainstream science, if you... Um, if you take the universe as it this in the size of, the, of its projection and it's a lot deeper than that but stay at the level that they're working at um, then according to them the electromagnetic spectrum uh, is about 0.005% of what exists in the universe 0.005% uh, some say it's more but it's it's marginally more it's tiny the electromagnetic spectrum compared with the size of the universe and then you think that what they call visible light which is the only frequency band that we can actually see all visual reality uh, as we perceive it is within visible light and visible light is a smear of the 0.005 percent so far from seeing everything that exists in the space we're observing we see virtually none of it um, and therefore what lies beyond this narrow band of frequency this radio television station that we're tuned to well everything in all infinite reality lies beyond it and so when I've talked over the years of this world this reality being manipulated by non-human forces from the unseen 
the obviously <laughs> reflex action response has been you're mad mate I, I've heard that a few times um, and and yet that's coming from a point of ignorance about reality now as I've said many times we live in a reality with two worlds there is the world of the population and there is the world of what I call the global cult this is the um, web network of secret societies centrally um, orchestrated of secret societies and satanic groups etc that at their inner core interlock although most of their members won't know that at the inner core they, they interlock and the difference between uh, these two worlds operating in the same reality um, is knowledge the idea is for this cult to keep from the target population the knowledge that it needs to understand the nature of itself and the nature of the reality that it's experiencing. The more you can keep the population in ignorance of reality, never mind all the other things, the more um, you're going to put them in a bubble of perception whereby when people like me come along and say this is happening, they'll say, that's not possible, that's ridiculous. Well, it's not that it's not possible, it's happening. It's that your perception is that it's not possible, which is absolutely not the same thing. Um, and I've said over the years again and again and again, this secret society network is not just about hiding the agenda for humanity from the population and passing it on through the upper levels of the secret society network crucially it's about hoarding knowledge of the nature of reality the nature of the eye the nature of this world we think we're living in from the population because that's crucial because then you put people in ignorance of, of the greatest um, uh, perceptual um, prison cell of all, which is not even understanding the nature of the eye. What is the eye? Once you are disconnected from that awareness of the true self, they can then construct the eye for you. And they construct it with what I call labels. You are a man, you are a woman, you are uh, this race, that race, etc., etc., this sexuality, that sexuality. They are what you are. And we're seeing, as this gets more extreme, the subdividing and subdividing of those labels in what we call identity politics. So people now perceive the self in more and more and more minutiae of detail. That's where you get this big, long list of letters from LGBT and on and on and on it goes, getting longer all the time. It's because it's the I have to define my labels, have to define uh, me in greater and greater minutiae of detail. And every time you go more and more into the perception of label self and subdivided label self, the more you are withdrawing your influence and perception of the true self, which is consciousness. The consciousness, the awareness that's having the experiences, that's what they are, that we call those labels and mistake for the eye. So that is 
fundamental to allowing the few to control the many is to get the many to lose perception of the I and also not understand the reality they're experiencing. You want them to believe what the experience tells them, which is this world is solid and everything's uh, apart from everything else and it's, um, it's all random. Now that the background is necessary because uh, this is how this <clears throat> cabal, this network of secret societies and satanic groups have um, created a situation in which a tiny few of them, by comparison with the population, can dictate the direction of, the, of, of human society. And what this network is, coming around to um, the wider point of the question, Rich, um, what this um, network is, um, is a, a human, apparently human, let's say a human world expression of representatives of this other non-human force that's operating outside of human sight, which, for reasons explained, um, is so narrow that, well, almost everything in existence uh, operates outside human sight. And so when you um, look at the <clears throat> common themes between ancient cultures all over the world, Aboriginals in uh, Australia, <coughs> sorry, uh, Zulu in, um, in uh, South Africa, Native American, um, in the, the Asian culture, everywhere you look, um, you have a common theme. And that is of some force, take, you know, Islam, actually, it's pre-Islam where it came from. The concept of the jinn. It is of a non-human force operating outside human sight, manipulating human society. The Gnostics talked about this as well. The Gnostic uh, belief system um, in places like um, Alexandria in uh, Egypt at the time of the, the Great Library of Alexandria, which was uh, destroyed in, um, in several um, different attacks um, around the 400, 415 AD period. Um, they talked about archons, which is uh, a, a Greek word meaning rulers. And, and here you have the common theme um, that this non-human force operating outside human sight are the rulers of humanity. And so we come to the, the bloodline. The bloodline is important because, um, again, if, if people don't um, realize what reality is and what the body is and what this reality in general is in its base form, then lots of things that are happening and... and, and you know, talked about through the ages in an esoteric sense can't possibly be happening. They can't be understood. That's not possible, mate. Because if, if once you believe, because that's your experience, that this world is solid, the body is solid, everything is solid and apart from everything else, then so much that is actually happening can't happen. And I'm the first one to say that. Take shape-shifting. This will bring us into the bloodlines. Um, I, I've been talking for decades about 
the fact that these particular elite bloodlines in this other other world of the secret societies, I'm talking the inner core here, are um, shapeshifters. Um, people um, see them move from one form to another and, and, and back again. And I started coming across people in about 1996 when I was traveling America. Increasingly, I kept walking into people in different cities. Uh, on one occasion when I was there, over a period of about three months, and this particular uh, uh, intense period of this experience was about um, 15 days. And in those 15 days, I was in 12 different places every day, get up, on a plane, new place, talk, hotel, plane, it went on like that. And in those um, 15 days, um, 12 separate people um, told me of their same experience which was of seeing someone apparently human change into a non-human form overwhelmingly uh, reptilian in nature and then going back again now of course i completely understand it i'm not having a go when people think that the world is solid because that's their experience what i've just described is not possible it's impossible but it's not because what the human field is, what the human body is, <clears throat> in its foundation, is an electromagnetic field of information. And the nature of that information dictates the nature of the body. And we're going to come around to DNA as we move through this sequence. Um, so I have a what we call a human body. And that human body is, um, at its base form, an electromagnetic field. Think, think um, like a field of Wi-Fi. What is Wi-Fi? It's a field of, of, of electromagnetic radiation information. That's what it is. And so you've got this, um, the, the, the base form is this information field. And what happens is this, and, and this is the scale, uh, Rich, of the um, suppression of knowledge in the human world of the nature of reality by systematically this other world of the cult. Um, people think that this world exists as they experience it outside of themselves. That's what it seems. And I understand why that's that, that's how we experience it. But it's not what happens. What's happening is we are um, decoding um, information fields of many and various kinds, including the information field of the body, from a electromagnetic information state into a holographic, illusory physical state, which we call the physical world. And this is precisely the same principle and process of a computer decoding Wi-Fi. So if you are in a room with Wi-Fi, then where is it? Where's the Wi-Fi? Can't see it, mate. And if people didn't know about Wi-Fi, they didn't know about computers, and you said to them, look, um, in this room, there's a field of information, which you can't see because it's on a different frequency beyond your visible light 
limitations. And this uh, field can be decoded by anyone in the world who has um, a computer um, and, and a visual representation on it of it, absolutely nothing like its base form, Wi-Fi information, will appear on the screen of the computer. If people didn't know about Wi-Fi and computers, they would respond to that by saying, you are bloody mad, mate. What are you talking about? That's not possible. You're crazy, man. But you say the same today about Wi-Fi decoded by computers and on the screen, different form to the Wi-Fi. And people go, oh, yeah, 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 Wi-Fi computers, I know about that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only difference between you're mad and yeah, 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 is knowledge. And so we can see the, the power and the fundamental importance of keeping knowledge from the target population that the other world knows, the cult world knows. So how do we do this? How do we decode reality? This is all bringing us around to uh, the question of DNA. Well, um, if you look at the five senses, what they're doing is taking um, waveform information, think Wi-Fi again, waveform radiation information, uh, we take the ears as a classic, um, no words are passing between us in the way that we hear them. What's passing between us is a frequency field of information, a vibrational field of information, frequency field, that has been generated by my vocal cords, which passes between us. The ears pick up those um, sound waves, as we call them, they're vibrations, frequencies, and it turns them into electrical information and it communicates them to the brain, which um, then decodes them into the words that we hear. And this is happening with all the senses, taste, smell, sight, all of it. And what the brain is doing is taking all these sources of information and it's forming a reality from, in the sense, the same sense that a computer is um, connecting with Wi-Fi and whatever the, and this has become relevant shortly, whatever the computer is programmed to access within that Wi-Fi field is then presented on the screen, uh, screen in a completely different form. So what's happening is we are taking waveform information visually, uh, audibly and in all these other senses and the brain is decoding them into a holographic, a digital holographic expression of that information. Waveform, electrical form, digital holographic form, which is all going on in here. So the world that we think is out there is actually in here which is why the world that we experience is fundamentally affected by our perceptions, which influence the world that we create and the experiences that we have. Now, if you are a 
a human form only, then you have a human energetic uh, field, uh, which people decode when they observe you into a human form. So people are looking at me now, and what they're doing is they're taking this energetic form of my body, waveform, and they are decoding it through this process into a holographic um, form, which they see as me, a human me. But what these bloodlines are is a hybrid information field. So um, they are they have a human field and they have a non-human field. And these two fields are different fields of information. Now, what they do, these hybrids, is because they're hiding behind human form, so it appears that um, the people in power and uh, what have you are human like everyone else, they use the human uh, um, field to hide the non-human field. And symbolically, you could see this represented in um, the Avatar uh, movie, where um, the American troops who basically invaded this, um, this uh, planet or moon, um, where the people um, had blue bodies, the Navi, and what they did was form a blue body navy um, kind of um, not quite suits, but outer shells, which they went into uh, technologically and were able to move around the navy community while the navy thought these people were one of them, but they weren't. They were completely different, a completely different species from another place. But I didn't see that. Of course, they look like them. The principle is exactly that. So we then have um, this situation, therefore, where these bloodlines, these hybrids, and we're talking with the hybrids, Rich, the inner core of this cabal, this, this cult. Uh, and so they hide behind human form. But as many, many people have told me, I've talked to so many people who've actually seen this, that sometimes if you are like in a mind control project like MK Ultra, these people will reveal themselves on purpose. And what happens is the human field, information field, is overridden by the non-human field. And so... Um, to the observer who's decoding this, first of all, you're decoding the human field and the person looks human. Then suddenly, as this is overridden, you're now decoding the non-human field. Overwhelmingly, it, it, you know, the reptilian is the, uh, the, the, the major uh, non-human uh, nature of it. Although there are others, absolutely. And to the observer, what's happened is the person in front of them has shifted from a human form to a non-human form. And then when they reverse that override, then it seems that they've gone from a non-human form back to human. 
I go, oh my God, the number of times this has been described to me by different people all over the world. Uh, particularly, you know, insiders who've, um, who've experienced this um, in places where it didn't matter if people saw it, because what they're going to do anyway. Uh, and, and, and you see this same process in what we call possession. Uh, what what happens with possession, and we're talking the extreme levels of possession, where the person starts to change facial nature, etc., um, is that you've got the humid field of the person who, who's being possessed, and then you've got the non-human field of the possessing entity, and it attaches to the um, to the human field. This is what possession is. Uh, and they can't see it because it's operating outside of visual, visual, uh, uh, the, the visual, uh, visible light range of human sight. And as it um, connects with it, first of all, a mildish connection means that the possessing entity starts to influence the thoughts and perceptions of the possessed person. But what happens when um, the possession gets... Um, you know, increasingly extreme is so much of the information field of the possessing entity is infused into the possessed um, person that the um, nature, the information nature of the possessed person's field starts to change and starts to um, express the information field being infused of the possessing entity. So again, to the observer, and we've, we've seen this, I mean, quite large numbers of people have seen this, uh, uh, when they've had any experience of extreme possession, the person's face starts to change. Think the Exorcist movie and all that. The person's face and features starts to change, become these kind of often hideous uh, features. Why? Because the information exchange from the possessing entity to the possessed person is so extreme that the possessed person starts to take on the look, the image of the possessing entity. And I've just described, uh, again, another form of shape-shifting. What is extreme um, possession of the Exodus, Exodus movie um, variety, etc. What is that except shape-shifting? And I've seen it. I've seen people uh, not change into a, a, a reptilian facial type, but I've seen people transform from their um, everyday face to a very, very different entity, speak with a very, very different voice um, because of this uh, possessed uh, the possessing uh, nature. Now, if we come back to the DNA, um, what is DNA? It's known at that cutting edge level of science uh, beyond the mainstream. But DNA is a, a receiver transmitter of information. That's what it is. And so everyone's DNA, which relates to their unique um, 
genetic code, which is their unique information field code, that's what it really is at its base. Everyone's DNA has a unique um, receiver transmission frequency. Because I, I, I have certain perceptions, I have certain, you know, um, information in my field, perceptions in my field, I, I have a unique um, field of information and so do you and so does everybody. And that relates itself to the frequency, the unique frequency on which uh, different DNA operates on, receives and transmits on. Now, this cabal wants to know that. If it can get your DNA, it can get your unique frequency code. And therefore, it can target you specifically on your frequency. And, you know, if you want to mutate the human body, you don't, because the foundation of the body is an information field, you don't have to change the body. See, when, when people think physical, they think solid and, and they think the way we experience it is how it is. To change the body, you would have to do it, if you like, biologically. But what is biology, the biological, except a holographic decoded expression of the electromagnetic information field of the body? That, that, that's what it is. Point being, if you want to change the nature of the body, if you want to make it mutate into something else, which is what these people do, then what you do is you change the information field. And if they've got your, your unique frequency code of receiving and transmitting, they can send to you um, e either, you know, they could do it en masse too, but specifically they can send to you an individual on the frequency that your DNA is receiving on, and it can change the nature of your DNA. And, you know, there are Russian scientists um, that have um, taken, uh, remember which way around it is, salamander and frog embryos, um, etc. And they have uh, pounded them with the frequency of the other and change the nature of the embryo from one to the other. You can do this. If you know a DNA frequency, you can mutate the body um, in this um, transmission receiver um, level. And you can also get DNA to receive instructions, which then affect the perceptions of the person. Um, getting the DNA of everyone, getting their unique frequency code, gives you a massive um, potential for control. And that's one reason why they want it. And these vaccines, well, uh, these COVID vaccines, there's many reasons for them, many reasons why people like Gates, the super psychopath, who's just a front for this cult, says that every man, woman and child in the, on the planet must be vaccinated. It's because nothing to do with COVID-19 does bloody exist. It's to do with gaining access to the field now um, and getting access to the body. Now, um, 
it's a two-way process. The um, you can affect the field, or, or the, sorry, the, the start this way, the field changes can affect uh, the body. But also, if, if you're starting to impact, because they're expressions of each other, if you impact upon the holographic level, you can affect, affect field. It's a two-way process, because basically they're just different versions of the same field. Uh, one holographic, one not. And so um, if they can um, manipulate um, DNA via this vaccine, which is what they, they want to introduce, it's never been done in humans before. It's a DNA vaccine that uh, affects the genetic uh, nature of the body. Um, and it's because um, they um, are in the process of changing the nature of the human form. And in this vaccine, there'll be two uh, things. There'll be many other things, but two in particular. There'll be one, there'll be a sterilization agent. Because if you take human 1.0, which is the body that we have now, then they want to bring an end to that. And they want to bring um, into being human 2.0, which is not biological, it's synthetic uh, biological. This is why synthetic biology is suddenly exploding as a scientific discipline, where they're producing all these body parts and synthetic blood, synthetic organs, synthetic skin, synthetic everything. It's all part of it. Um, and so A... Um, they want to um, end the process, the procreation of human 1.0. To do that, you have to sterilize people. Um, and this is why uh, sperm counts um, are plummeting all over the world, uh, particularly in the Western world. Absolutely plummeting. There was an article on CNN which said that if human sperm was an animal, we'd be talking about it going uh, towards extinction. Uh, so they, that, that's all there. It's, it's, it's in, it's in the, the plastics, in the water bottles, it's in the, uh, the, um, the till receipts, it's in every bloody thing. Uh, these gender bending, um, sperm suppressing, testosterone suppressing chemicals. And the other thing they want to do, as well as they bring in an end to the procreation of human 1.0, is to develop human 2.0. So another thing in this, um, planned in this vaccine, is um, uh, nanotechnology, self-replicating nanotechnology, um, which um, is planned to be in a, a, a gel-like substance. And uh, some insiders have come out and talked about this, uh, how they, they're planning to put this uh, self-replicating uh, nanotechnology into a, a gel form and um, have it um, inserted in uh, vaccinations, the COVID vaccinations. And the idea of the self-replicating nanotechnology, well beyond the ability of the human sight to see it, is that when it gets in the body, these nanobots, as they're called, they self-replicate. They just increase and increase and increase. And their role within the body is to transform it into another form. And human 2.0 is not planned to be able to procreate. This is what Older Suxley talked about in Brave New World, the end of parents. This is why parental um, control and uh, power um, is being eroded dramatically all the time because they want an end to parents. So the, um, the children are brought up by the state. And so 
the human 2.0 will not procreate. It will be produced technologically in exactly the same way that Aldous Huxley, who had access to this insider knowledge, um, described. He described world state hatcheries in which um, humans were not um, procreated. They were decanted. And the idea is you create genetic castes in which um, some are the rulers, the cult, and others are the workers and the, um, the servers of the cult. Uh, and uh, because it's not necessary to procreate with human 2.0, that's why they're attacking men. That's why they're attacking so-called toxic masculinity. We're moving into an area. Now, they're now going to start um, attacking women because they don't need them anymore, because they don't need procreation anymore. And this is where the transgender thing has uh, come out of nowhere and is everywhere because they are preparing for this no gender human 2.0. So what they're doing with the kids is they are confusing their gender and confusing their gender to fuse gender into the no gender um, human. Uh, and so in the political correct hierarchy, where women were at the top at one point, now it's transgender basically at the top. Um, <clears throat> well, at the top below Zionism, which is so well bloody organized, it's always at the top of the political correct agenda. But um, the reason that change has taken place is because the transgender represents closer to this fused human than do men or women. Uh, and so it's all it's all connected into this. And just one final point on this. The the non-human entities obviously operate on certain frequencies uh, beyond human sight, but they operate on certain frequencies. There are certain frequency bands that represent that consciousness, if you like. And for them, operating in a frequency sense outside of the band that we call the human world, therefore they can't actually come into it because um, they're on a different frequency, like radio one, can't connect with radio too because they're on different frequencies. What they have to do, therefore, is create vehicles within the band of frequency of the human world, which can act as vessels, outer shell vessels that allow those non-human entities to operate within human society. And that is what the bloodlines are. The bloodlines um, are uh, specifically engineered frequency field vehicles for these non-human entities to manipulate human society while human society thinks they're human. That brings me on to my next question, actually. I wanted to get your take on the, um, the nature of AI. And would you, would you say that this, uh, this Narcon energy, Archon energy, sorry, is going to possibly, if AI ever becomes sentient, that could be a vehicle for this Archon energy going forward? Well, that's, um, that's an interesting question. Um, and um, I would ask, what is AI? And the answer would be, well, what AI are we talking about? Um, we have this situation now where the Silicon Valley crazies who are controlled by this non-human force, the, the, this, the, the Silicon Valley phenomenon 
was created by this force. That's why it serves this force. It's doing it now in censorship of people exposing what's going on. They are talking about moving in the period of 2030 to a point where the human brain is connected to AI. And once the nanotechnology nanobots are in the body, um, then you're going to be connected to AI via that. And you're going to be connected to this non-human force via that. It's all frequency. Long as they've got the frequency compatibility, they can influence you. If your consciousness is not powerful enough. Um, so AI connected to the human brain. It might be worth asking, what the bloody hell is AI? Well, on one level, of course, it's algorithms. <clears throat> on another level, it's what they call learning AI, where um, it learns from information received, from data input. And <coughs> excuse me, we have a situation where people um, complain about the lack of privacy on social media and all these different platforms, how they're trawling your information. Every time, you know, you say what you've had for lunch, I can't see why people do that, but they do with what for lunch. Um, all that information, all that fine detail of human activity and human, the human mind is being gathered. And people say, oh, it's an invasion of privacy. No, it's more than that. Because all that information is being fed into AI. And uh, AI now knows far more about humanity and what makes people tick than humanity knows about itself. And we're all moving along the road um, to something with this. So you've got algorithmic AI. You've got, oh, yeah, stop that. All right, get in anywhere. Thank you. Um, and then you've got learning AI, but then you've got another AI. And that AI, as I've been saying in the books for a long time, I say is this non-human force, which um, is something that can take form, but in its base state, like all of us, is consciousness, is state of consciousness, state of awareness, actually, in, in its case, a very distorted um, state of consciousness. And interestingly, um, just very quickly, the um, writings of the Gnostic people, um, which were found in Nagamadi, about 75 miles north of Luxor in Egypt in 1945 in an earthen jar, which was um, estimated to have been um, to have been, um, uh, you know, the, the stuff put in there, the text put in there about uh, 415 uh, AD, something like that. Um, they are the writings of the Gnostics. And one fifth of these writings relate to describing the nature and the control and the manipulation of what they call the archons. And interestingly, in those writings, and what's, gr what's great among many things about the Nagamadi find is because it was um, put in this earthen jar and it's just been sitting there ever since till 1945. No one could change it like other religious texts have been changed to suit the um, 
authority of the day. So you, what you saw is what you get. And you got something that was put in this earthen jar, you know, 400 odd AD, which says that in their base form, the archons are just energy, consciousness. But they can take form. And it said two of the major forms that it takes are serpentine and a form uh, 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 like, a, like a gray fetus with big dark eyes. Now, serpentine form speaks for itself, but what the second one describes is, is, is a very good description of what we call the greys in UFO lore legend. Um, and, um, you know, th that's very compelling, given the nature of where that information came from and how long ago. But the point is, the base form is consciousness, awareness. So that awareness can operate through AI connections to the human brain. Once you've got these connections out from the brain into AI, then this non-human awareness can infiltrate through these connections the human mind, and it becomes the human mind. And I, I've been writing for, for um, decades about this plan, which is becoming more obvious all the time, to assimilate humanity's collective mind into this archontic force. So the human mind is absorbed into this archontic force. Um, and now we're starting to see the moves towards that, the very clear moves towards that. Uh, and so what's, what this archontic force does is it seeks to assimilate consciousness into itself. Uh, and there are, there are um, uh, reasons for this. Um, if, you, if you read the writings about the archons and, and, and you know, other writings too around the world and legends, this archontic force does not have creativity. It does not have a creative um, expression. It's very good. It's like the Gnostic writings talked about. They talked about uh, counter mimicry, where what they can do is they can take something that exists that has been created by someone else and they can mimic it. Think of, um, you know, what happens in Hong Kong uh, for so long when uh, they would take something uh, invented in the West, technology, whatever, and they would uh, build it themselves and pass it off as, as their stuff. But actually, the creativity has been on elsewhere, and they just copied it. And this is the principle. And, and so it wants to absorb human consciousness because it wants to absorb that creative um, power, that creative potential. Uh, and uh, so there are many, many different levels of this, and it's much bigger than almost anyone realizes. Um, but what we're going through now with this pandemic hoax is the creation of excuses to push on this agenda in many different facets and themes uh, and um, total control 
is necessary to enforce on vast numbers of people who will not have it this AI um, assimilation. So they, they're moving towards breaking the human spirit, breaking human resistance, turning humanity into just reflex action, submissive um, acceptance, so that when it gets to these even more extreme levels of, okay, we're going to connect you to AI now, that people will be in this submissive mode to such an extent that they won't resist it. It seems like every, every thing you're saying is they're kind of assimilating themselves, creating a man in their image. Again, everything seems to come back to them creating themselves through us in their image. They want to copy themselves onto things. Um, I, I like what you said before, is it, end it on a nice note, if you're not aware enough or you're not awake enough or you're not... Um, I don't know what the word you used was, but you said there was a way of getting past this, being um, understanding it well enough. There is a way to kind of fend this off, almost like knowing what the magician's trick is. Once you can see it, you can fend it off. It's not the end, is it? Because we, if we understand what's going on, there's something we can do about this. Yeah, well, two things. Um, first of all, you know, going on from something you just mentioned, if you look at these themes around the world, and, and in the Bible, lots of these themes are there. Um, but they're, you know, they've been misread. But the same themes you find all over the world in different ancient cultures. Um, and one of them is, uh, and this is very biblical, of um, the sons of God interbreeding with the daughters of men. Right. Um, and this is all symbolic of a, a genetic transformation that took place in which this non-human force infused, um, well, we would call it genetics, I would call it information, into the human form and changed the human form. One of the, one of the reasons that humanity has become so easy to, to herd is because of the nature of what's been infused into the body. It, the idea is to create a human form which, which makes it more difficult to process information that allows you to see reality as it really is. Um, so if I, if I want to stop this computer processing information I don't want on the screen, what I could do, if I knew how to do it, would be to um, firewall the computer from being able to um, process information that I don't want to go on the screen. So all the information could be available, you know, in the Wi-Fi field, but this computer ain't going to decode it because it's firewalled not to. It's the same principle as the Chinese um, firewalling off great chunks of the Internet so people there can't see it. Um, and so if you can firewall the, for instance the brain's ability to process information you can limit it then all this information is in the ether all around you in the, the field of possibility and probability that connects us I mean you know we're connected by this field we, we're like fish swimming in the sea of this field 
then humanity is not going to process the information that the firewall is stopping it processing. So when people say, I really can't get my head around that, they're, they're literally right. They can't because the head won't process it. But what happens, you see, because um, consciousness is all powerful, um, it means that uh, we, um, with the power of our consciousness, and the power, where the power of our consciousness come from? Self-awareness and self-identity. If you believe that you're your labels, little me, then your perception is limited. Your perception is that you are powerless and you're operating within the firewall, which is which the, the label self is what the firewall want, wants to isolate you in. But when you um, re-self-identify the I, from I am my labels to I am the consciousness, all consciousness having that experience called labels, then that expansion of sense of self expresses itself in an expansion of the consciousness that you are accessing and thus is influencing your perceptions and influencing your, um, your insight, your intuitive knowing. From this level, you don't see the dots isolated. You see the dots connected into patterns and pictures. Um, and what happens also is with that expansion of the eye, I am all that is, has been, and ever can be having this brief human experience, that expansion is also an expansion of frequency. It's also an expansion of power of that frequency. And that um, can dismantle the firewalls you know the, the, the these these uh, this archontic force is not all powerful little boys in short trousers what it's done this is what these two worlds are all about what it's done is put humanity in a smaller sense of reality and a a bigger state of ignorance than it's in but it's still bleeding ignorant you know, it's that the great line um, in the kingdom of the blind, the one eyed man is king. This is this is the one eyed man. And they've had to make humanity blind in ways that I'm describing and others. So that the one eyed man can be king. But when we expand our sense of self and we become the two eyed, third eyed man and woman. They are. Um, they lose their power. And. As we expand our consciousness and, and interact with that consciousness, that, ex, that higher, more powerful frequency, energetic frequency, is breaking down the firewalls. And, and, and your brain then starts to process things that it couldn't before, and you start to see things you hadn't seen before. You start to get insights, understandings you didn't get before. Anyone watching this who's been through the process of awakening will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and so this is why this other world has to keep humanity in a state of ignorance and a state of fake phantom self, as I call it, identity. Because without that, it can't control us. 
Um, and what we're seeing now in this these months of 2020 is a clear parting of the ways in terms of perception between those who are starting to get it and the firewalls are breaking down and those who are not getting it but going deeper into it. Um, and it is literally um, a difference in what people are accessing in terms of consciousness and what they're not accessing. Um, and the idea is to keep people in, in ignorance because it's holding the firewall intact. Last question before we go. Do you think that the reason why this is sped up so quick and they're usually so methodical and take decades, hundreds of thousands of years usually to do this stuff, why they sped up so quick is they were all panicked, they seem panicked to me, that the awakening is happening. Is something tricked them into going, oh, we really haven't got much time left. They seem to have sped up very quickly. Yeah, well, I think what it is, um, is that, okay, you, you, you are um, manipulating from the shadows, and the people you're manipulating don't know. And so you're okay, because you're not going to be found out, because it's all done surreptitiously. But the point comes, it always comes, where if you're going to, for instance, transform a society, you can only operate under the radar for so long. Because there has to come a point where you break the surface, because only then are you actually going to transform society in a way that people see it and experience it uh, and the transformation that you want. And at that point, you're not under the radar anymore. You've entered the room. You've, you've put yourself on public display. Now, that's not the case with uh, still large numbers of people um, in the human race because they've just conceded their right to think. But increasing numbers as a result of the events of 2020 have increased dramatically worldwide the number of people who are getting it. Now, once you've broken the surface, once you put yourself on public display, you've got to lock it down fast because the longer it takes you to do it, um, the more chance there is of more and more people awakening to the point where you can't do it. So once they've broken the surface, they have to bloody go for it. So that's why they're throwing everything at us and they're moving it as fast as they bloody can because they're trying to squeeze the amount of time people have to wake up um, in a situation where it's being increasingly put in their face. So that's where they're speeding it up um, because they have to. I've used the analogy of, of um, you know, somewhat in a, you know, uh, 5,000 meters and um, they've been running in the pack and, 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 you know, this with everybody else. And then suddenly at the top corner of the last lap, they break for home. And if you watch athletics uh, races like that, once the break has been made, you pretty much have to get to the line first. Of course, if you're caught, you probably won't come back. Um, and so they're broken for home. And they need to get to the line as fast as they possibly can before they get caught by the realization of enough people of what the hell is happening. Um, and that's the challenge of, you know, people like us um, who um, are working <laughs> seven days a week all the time to get this information out um, so that people have the opportunity to see that the story they've been given is not the one that's actually true and not the one that's actually happening. Um, and will they get to the line? Will we catch them? That all depends on whether human perception awakens to 
the reality of what's happening or whether it stays asleep. And um, it's an unknown call at the moment. That's what the term pops in my head straight away, the human race. It seems to be it is a, a human race. Us and the, Ar the Archons, this distorted energy, there is a human race on, and we are the last led day. It, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you and work, for you, work with you for the last year. It's an honour for me. We wanted to do this for a very long time to work with the boys as well, Gareth and Jamie. And thank you for giving me your time. I know you're tired. And guys, go and get David's books. Obviously, the stuff to talk about, what we've talked about here, The Biggest Secret, Perception, Deception. Um, when I'm walking in the human race, get off your knees. These types of things are in there. The Biggest Secret is obviously the one that most people will know, but I've got most of them in the, behind me there. So guys, The uh, Children of the Matrix as well, if you want to look more into the Anunnaki. Um, this is a huge, huge story that you've never been told. And David, we wouldn't, most of us wouldn't be doing this without you. I genuinely mean that. And thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. That's, uh, that's very kind of you, Rich. Yeah, you and my boys are doing a fantastic job um, with Iconic and many other things. And just a final point, because I'm always trying to get information out. Don't stop me. When we, you talk about this, um, the distorted consciousness, that's what psychopathy is. You know what I'm talking about? These people are psychopaths. These people are super psychopaths. Psychopathy is a deeply distorted state of consciousness. Psychopathy is the archontic force. And that's why they act as they do to humanity as a whole, because they're psychopaths. And psychopaths have no empathy. This is all the traits of psychopathy, the official traits. No empathy, no compassion no consequences emotionally for whatever horrors they perpetrate. And that's the archontic force. And who personifies that more than anyone currently? Bill Gates. Absolutely, guys. Go over to davidike.com. It's been an absolute pleasure, David. Thank you for your time. And I'd love to do this again when you've got some more time, mate. You take care of yourself. Yes. Cheers, mate. Welcome to Glitch in the Code.